0: I don't know any woman who has to deal with being married that would not love, absolutely love, just the wisest old wisdom type advice from a mother that could give you the keys to having an amazing relationship and the keys to your husband's heart. I mean, if you had that type of powerful knowledge like passed on through the ages, how much could that change your marriage and your situation right now? Or if you're not married yet, How much could that set you up before you even got married? That would be amazing, right? Well, guess what? I got that information for you right here today. It was passed on to me, so I'm sharing it with you. Hello, samarikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the podcast where we are helping women grow and thrive, helping Muslim women who are out there in the modern day um, with everyday situations that they have and getting information that you basically really cannot get anywhere else. When we created this podcast, We said, what do we wish that we had that we end up scouring the internet for? And we put it all into a podcast and you guys kind of pull the strings and tell us what topics you want. So it's kind of a good deal for everyone. We get to do some good and you guys to get those, get those resources that you've always wished you had. So today we are talking about marriage again. We're doing a marriage series and this is a marriage Monday. So excited that we could bring this to you. And this topic today is actually really, really nice. I wish I had this. It's like anything else. Oh, my goodness. As I'm making these podcasts, I'm like, enjoy, ladies. Enjoy. I wish somebody gave this to me. Today, I'm going to unveil some, like, really powerful old school stuff. Like, stuff that, like, nobody talks about anymore in the modern day. Whatever, as Muslim. But it's like that old school stuff that like really wise moms and grandmas passed down to their women when they were getting married and this is some stuff that honestly saves marriages and also makes a relationship with your husband on a level that you could not imagine and so I'm very very excited to bring it to you today. Now, also in our marriage series, I picked out, um, two questions every episode to kind of answer. And today's just going to get to that right away. Um, I have, and by the way, these are people's IG handles. So forget the names. These are how they're giving them to me. This is Tahura Mukit, Mukit underscore. <laughs> um, she said, how can a female really prepare for marriage? And so there's all different types of preparation. And I, you guys know, I have an entire marriage course where I push you through the three phases of this um, and The first part is a lot of it is working on you and mindset. And you know what? Today is very much aligned with that. So that is great. So we're starting off almost like in phase one. Um, That marriage course is closed. I only open it up two times a year. I'll put the link below if you want to get on the waiting list. But the other phase pushes you into them, talking about you, talking about them. And then the third phase is into clarity, how to actually get married by this and this step by step and all the things you need to do to kind of like avoid a lot of headache right so alhamdulillah so i've been working on that and created that for you guys the other question i have is how do you satisfy your spouse and that is from mba 44098 i can't make these up because these are people's ig handle. so this sister she's saying like i want my spouse to be happy with me i want to learn how to satisfy him and that's really good because today is very much related to that so the thing is um, people are naturally inclined to love those who treat them well and no doubt an obedient servant wife treats her husband well but when we hear these words obedient servant slave these are like cringy type words in 2020 right nobody wants to be anybody's servant nobody wants to be anybody's slave nobody wants to obey anyone this is like what are you crazy this is 2020 all right but check this out in this episode if you ever hear me say these words you're not gonna think of like literally okay you're gonna think of in a poetic romantic love type way you feel me If if somebody is a slave of love, you know what I'm saying? It's like they're gushing and like, this is what we're talking about. We're not talking on a literal oppressive sense. This would be ridiculous, right? So we're thinking in a poetic sense, a romantic sense, um, like a silent dance happening between partners type of a thing. So we're going to get a little bit poetic in that sense. So every time you hear me say those here, don't get cringy. I get it with the whole feminism movement. Um, But at the end of the day, I'm telling you the truth. This is the stuff that really, really makes marriages. Um, Right before I start into the amazing information I'm sharing with you today, just want to do a house. uh, What do you call that? Like, uh, like a house cleanup or like a bulletin board or something like that, where I'm just letting you know what we have currently going on, really quick. So women just listen to the podcast; they don't go on Instagram or Facebook or anything else. Where we are, by the way, we have a Facebook group for sisters called Mindful. Muslimah my sisters and we have um, Instagram as usual at mindfulness them if you want to reach me either place so um, we got to do questions yeah so right now we have a challenge going on by the way for moms who want to learn how to raise their children like the prophet peace be upon him and to build their children's self-esteem this is a huge thing for parents so right now we just started a challenge. And it's really good because women get to go together and every day work step by step towards becoming a better mom, a better Muslim mom. I know we all say we're Muslim moms, but are we really when we don't even know how the prophet parented in his own house? Yeah. So we go through a little bit of that every day in these little five days that get you kind of like off on your way to like evaluate your situation and just get into a better place with, you know, being a better mom and giving your kids their rights. The second thing we have going on is we are actually, I'm just gonna make this big announcement here for the first time. This is actually a really big announcement for me, guys. You guys know I've been talking about Thrive. I opened it up. So I did a whole like founders thing in the beginning. I wanted a lot of women to get in so I can mentor and support them and they could feel like they had a place where they belonged. But guess what? It's not the type of a mentorship that I'm and like a, um, a global village, like I said, that I'm gonna keep around and open all year. It's something where I'm actually closing it. That way, these women can get close, they can get intimate, they can get the attention they need and deserve. So in about November, I will be closing Thrive Muslimah. That means all of these amazing workshops and challenges that you see me putting out there every week and you guys are like, hey, how do I get into those? And sometimes I give you guys free passes and whatnot. Those are all closing. I'm not giving out free passes anymore. I'm not even going to allow people to join Thrive Muslimah because I want women in there to feel like they're getting the love and the attention they need. It's not that I want women out of it. It's not that I want to cut women out. It's that I think that there's this revolving door that can happen when women are like, oh, I want to join something, and then they're not really serious. And I want women to understand this is a serious place where women actually want to grow and love and support one another in a way that they've never felt supported before. And I want to give that to them. And I can't do that if it's just like an open and door women come and going like a train station type of thing, if you get me. So if you haven't already, try to get in this month because about November um the actual sign up process is going to change and then it's going to close so until then i will put the link below for that as well all right guys so that was it oh Two last things. I have a speaking engagement uh, with Islam On Saturday, they're going to be doing a really cool coffee house. I mean, in a time when we're all kind of like zoomed out, they're doing a very different style. It's not like a lecture or something like that. It's just like an open chat coffee house with some really, really great people. And uh, then number two, there's a really cool thing that Ikna Houston is doing called Super Moms, where they're actually going to be talking about like all the amazing things that women are doing right now in this really tough time. And for women who are career oriented, how to do it all. And I'm going to be one of the speakers in there talking about like how you can manage your time, how you can do things so that you could really, really not just serve your family, but make sure you maintain your sanity and actually get some time to yourself. So definitely we'll be talking at those two places on Saturday and Sunday via online. I'll put the links below. All right. So today we're talking about, like I said, so the title's a little bit off-putting if you didn't get the romantic thing I was talking about right with the love be his servant and he will be your slave right and so I think we should first of all understand the title that a slave is gonna do a bit more work than a servant like they have a different level like a slave is just like utmost loyalty like just loving gushing again romantic sense guys not literally nobody's talking about enslaving or (laughs) servitude I mean like we have to get a bit more poetic we're a little bit too like I don't know, like, like the PC, I get it, but at the same time, like what happened to the old classics? All right, so basically what I want you to think about is like this, people love people that feel like that they're serving them. Okay, back when I was, um, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, I had this amazing friend. My daughter knows this. We She was the best example of this in physical sight. It's not my own mother. So I wanna just say that, Everybody has family members. And and what I'm teaching you today, I did not learn from my own mother. It got passed down to me. I have this amazing family line in history. No. What I'm sharing with you today is some wisdom that I had to learn. And that's what I want women to understand. If you don't have the tools to do what you have to do to be a great wife, a woman, whatever, in this modern day and age, go get them. That's what I did. I sat under a ton of women and I learned and that's why I'm here for you guys. It's kind of like your big khala to kind of like help you out, your big auntie, to like give you that stuff that maybe somebody else isn't giving you, okay? But I had to learn it too. So what happens is I had this woman. She was really, really amazing. She was from Surya. She was my very good friend. She was just still my friend, but I don't get to see her as often. And when you came into this sister's house, you felt like the queen, you did not feel like anything else. The level of servitude that she gave, it was almost like she was enslavement and servitude to you and the way she treated you. And it came off first of all in her aura. You could tell that she would not be happy unless you were happy. Mind you, she was just bubbly, joking, fun. We chatted. It wasn't like I I was like, Here I am, the ruler of the kingdom. Come serve me. It wasn't like that. So when we say that, I want you to open your eyes to this picture. Sweet, loving, just whatever. But in her nature, in her mannerism, it was just all about like, you're in my home. You're all that matters. You're all that matters. And that just like oozed out of her personality. Can I get you anything? Oh my gosh, how you look tired. Do you need an extra pillow? Um, you know, here, you know what, that seat's comfortable, but this one's better. Come sit over here. Um, you know, Hey, you know, like, okay, what do you want to eat today? I have all these things, but you know, like she was like, how can I make your experience here? Like it was the best customer service that like any airline <laughs> would ever wish for. Like, you know, like those places that are trying to have amazing customer service forget it. It was that old Arab hospitality that is just amazing that so many cultures out there have, not just Arab, right? So many have that generous heart, that just loving, caring, Um, you know, you're my guest and your happiness is my happiness. And if you're not happy, I'm not happy type of a feel. Okay. She would just, you know, feed us till we were stuffed with like all kinds of, obviously she was a beautiful cook and she was just like, Oh, you need shrimps. You need, you know, stuffed, you know, this and that and fish. And she make salads and she's going crazy, doing everything. And then she had a beautiful handmade dessert. Now I'm not telling women they got to go all out, but I'm just telling you is, when you've had a home-cooked meal from a master cook, like a, like this type of a woman, and you've had her like fluff your pillow and put your leg up until you don't get up even for a second, like if she could have peed for me, I'm sorry to say this out loud on podcast, if she could have done that, she would have because she was just so into my happiness. I have never been treated like that in my entire life, even from my own blood family members. And what this woman did for me, and I, I don't think I ever got to formally thank her, was she taught me how to be a good woman. She taught me the nature because, you see, I have to be honest with you, with this like very Western approach, let me tell you how it works in my family. Oh, you're here? Cool, the fridge is over there. Go get yourself something. It's a very different feeling to walk into someone's house like that when this is the um, the feeling that you're getting. So she's like, what do you need? Sit me down. And then by the time I left there, I couldn't have eaten another morsel of food. I couldn't have had better tea and coffee. And she brought out the works. And, you know, she was just um, raised like this where your guest is, this is like their castle. I literally felt like the queen. All right. Why did I paint this picture for you? Because. I, you can't imagine what that did for me psychologically to experience that. It makes you feel so inclined to the person. It makes you feel like serving her because she served you so well. It makes you feel like, um, I don't know, just like so well taken care of. Like this is a safe place where I just want to run to every day because this person is here for me and it's just like all about making sure that I'm happy and everything's good for me. All right. Do you see that feeling? Okay, cool. That is the feeling we need to create for our husbands. How many of you have that right now? How many of you do that right now? Yeah, I know. (laughs) Like not me, right? I got it. But I want to tell you is I'm a female and another female did that for me. Okay. She was like a servant for me and that was not an oppressive situation. I didn't force her. You can call her. She's a sweetie. She'll let you know. No, I invite her over all the time. She did not impose herself upon me. But what I want to say is for men, that feeling is just magnified. What happens is when women have this type of loving, gushing, it's all about you, I love you so much, men reciprocate it times 10 because those types of women, they don't exist that much out there in the world. They're just absolute gems. Now that I made this podcast, so I want to call her and just like tell her I want to give her a hug, COVID friendly hug, but really, really, women like this that I have been have just guided me they 're like my mentors you don 't understand in terms of having a happy home now what i 'm going to share with you today is how to, how this this ultimate advice that 's not even just my marriage advice that 's just me creating the feeling that I want you to understand that we need to create in our homes. Right now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk you through some very specific things that you can do in order to create this type of environment in your home and some old school information and knowledge that is going to get you understanding what you can do to have your husband basically gushing all over you because you've shown him this gush first. Now, what women tend to have a problem with in feminism, and I get it, is they don't want to gush first. They're like he needs to gush first, then I'll, you know, be all over me and then give me my rights and then I'll give him his rights. And like I've said in the last podcast, that's not how men work. You see what I'm going to share with you today is some information is old school. Like if if you if you read Arabic, this you will know exactly this information I'm giving. This is very famous. I don't know why more women don't share this information. It's um the book uh, Al-Aqd Al-Farid. Um It's mentioned that a woman once counseled her daughter on her wedding night, saying, Oh, my daughter, if I were to leave off counseling anyone due to their good character and high background, then it would be to advise um, would be would be you. But advice is a reminder to the forgetful and an aid to the one of sound intellect. Basically, what the mom leaves her daughter with is this understanding of the psychology of men, how men tick. And see, that's what we forget is that women tick a different way than men. So if we had this whole conversation for men, it would just go differently. And you know what? It would be like how to be a servant to your wife so that she could be your slave. We could do the opposite for men to women right now in this conversation, okay? And what I want you to understand is that we have to understand the way that each other works psychologically, physically, and, and all of those types of things. And if we do, that's the key. Because if you understand the other person, you understand how to serve them. And if you serve them, they will, like I said, be your slave back. Which means that they will just give you 10 times what you initially gave to them. And guess what, ladies? I've tried all of this stuff. And it has worked. And this is why I say I have had an amazing marriage by Allah, by the help of Allah first. But two, because I've been willing to open my ears, open my eyes, learn new things, try them out. Especially this stuff. This is amazing. And it really, really helps to have your husband to really, really love you and for you to love him and have this intense interconnected experience with each other all right so i'm going to share with you what the advice the mother gave she gave um about 10 pieces of advice and so i'm sorry that i made you wait this far into the podcast to get it but the truth is i had to set you up psychologically because this stuff in modern day and age is like taboo servants and slaves and obedience like a woman who's obedient oh right this is like ridiculous well i want you to think poetic romantic Sweet, loving type stuff, right? So let's get into the first one. And this is, again, from a woman who understood the true nature of men and how they work. And this is the first piece of advice she said. She said, good companionship is by being pleased with little. Women who are constantly wanting and wanting and nagging and asking their husbands for things and not being happy with everything in life, just finding life never enough for them, that's an internal problem for those women. That has nothing to do with her husband. If you're unsatisfied constantly with what you have, you want a bigger house, you want a bigger this, you want a nicer phone, you want better clothes, if this is that's you, then this is a turnoff to men. It just really is. Men love women who are just like so happy with just like seeing the bird out the window type of a thing men tend to love women who are simple in that nature of being satisfied because men are kind of simple in that way they might you know there might be particular men who seem like they're show-off e and stuff but that's against their human nature their nature is actually to be fairly simple and easygoing um number two this is the one that would be hard for me to but again think about the poetry stuff Beautiful interaction is by hearing and obeying. In good companionship, one's heart finds relaxation. In interacting beautiful, with inter- <laughs> this, the way that they write it is so old English. In interacting beautifully with one's husband, a woman will please her Lord. So, The first two pieces of advice, what I want you to understand is that the mother gave her daughter were about feminine nature and mannerisms. If I could break it down for you, that's what it is. She's like, be simple, be happy, be pleased. Don't be a nagger. Don't be always like wanting because then your husband feels like you're never satisfied. And he internally says, oh, I can't satisfy her. He makes it like a personal thing to him. Not only is my wife just like not able to be satisfied but like I can't even satisfy her and they start to think they start to feel bad and it doesn't put you in a high position with them let's just say the second one is um hearing and obeying I want you to think about it like this don't think like literally once again right I want you to think less aggressive nature um and like if you have a man who feels like like remember I told you like went to my friend's house okay if I went to my friend's house and everything was like um, she was not like, I'd be like, oh my gosh, um, I'm so sorry. I don't eat meat. Could you make me shrimp instead? She's like, no, I don't have time for that. Like, what is that? Like you, I, I was here all day slaving away, cleaning the house. I told you she didn't have this nature. Her nature was like, oh my gosh, I'll do anything I can to go get that. That is the example of like our response. So if your husband is irritable, he came home, he had a difficult day. If you're equally aggressive and difficult, it's only going to be extremely off-putting. They don't mean like go down, kiss his foot, rub his toes. Like that's not what we're talking about here, guys. We're talking about being less aggressive and how do we say combatant, combative, like going back and forth with him about every single issue, like being constantly like, uh, instead you want to like almost absorb his, his irritable, angry, annoying self with love. And I learned this a long time ago when somebody is fire, when somebody is spitting fire and they're just like all aggressive, "Ah," like the worst thing you could do is be fire back "Ah," because no one is going to cool down the situation. As women, we almost have to be like the wiser upper hand where if somebody gives us fire, we just like sit in silence and eventually that person can hear how ridiculous they sound. So the best thing to do is actually say less and be really quiet like water put them out and you they're going to find that "Ah, ah, like how crazy they sound after a while and you can do this with anyone with an aggressive situation and i promise you so i'm just saying that for those ladies that feel like their husband's coming home like rare like how could i deal with that just silence don't even bother Mm Hmm. Mm Hmm. okay okay thanks all right walk away this kills men they don't know what to do with themselves because they just you know when you're like that they're like oh and then they calm themselves down but when you're constantly going back with them they don't like when you raise your voice. And this is a very male thing too. Um, now, this is mostly with, I'm gonna be, I'm not being like racist here. This is like cultural anthropology. I'm just being quite honest. Um, in certain parts of the world, men have this thing with if women raise their voice. And, I'm, and when I say raise their voice, I don't mean like raise their voice a lot. I mean like just a little. <laughs> like even in Western terms, like just a little. They think it's a sign of you going back at them. Again, soothing, loving, absorbing, not because we did something wrong but because this is the nature of how they work we understand the calmer i am the calmer they'll get they'll calm themselves down they'll be less aggressive if they came home you know they had a bad day they come home they don't know how to express their feelings sometimes and this is it so with the first two pieces of advice that the mom gave the daughter were to have this beautiful feminine mannerism and nature so that you are loving and inviting and warm like how my friend was when i came in made him feel so wonderful she didn't have to you don't have to go cook all that stuff she cooked. But my point is, she was just oozing servitude and love. Like a big, like like a grandma type love. And she wasn't old or anything, you know? And so think about that. Like, we love our grandmas. Because our grandmas are like, it's all about you. What do you want, you know? Number three, um, this has a lot to do with presentation. So the advice I'm going to give here with the mom, it all has to do with her daughter telling her about presentation. So men are very, very visual. And she has to make sure. So number three was checking up on what he sees watching over what he smells so not letting his eyes see anything from you except what pleases him and not letting his nose smell any like bad scents from you and knowing that eyeliner is the most beloved cosmetic and water is all you need to purify yourself and this was a bit more old school but you get what i mean like the simple beauty and cleaning like him just always seeing you in absolutely perfect presentable state for most of us women. That's not really what's happening in our homes. Is it right? It's like kids are everywhere, you know, like food, like we're cleaning up, like for many of us now we're schooling at home as well. Maybe we're also running the career and the computer from home. And we're like, what? Brush my hair. I look presentable. I'm lucky if I bathed today. What? I get you. I feel you. But what, uh, what, um, what I learned from many women from visiting their homes that were in this mental mindset, what they would do is they would set their timers and about two, three o'clock, they would go and shower and put perfume on and change their clothes. So all day they could look sl- you know, sloppy, it's okay, they did what they had to do, but they gave this illusion to their husband almost that like, I was home all day looking like this, but they really weren't. But like, you know, mashallah, they, they took this to heart and think about it, like I said in previous podcasts, your husband's out there all day looking at women all done up. Think about women out there, they do themselves up, go outside, her husband gets to look at them and then come home, like I said, and see us with like spit up all over ourselves and like our hair in crazy ways, right? So Alhamdulillah, this is a beautiful advice because men are visual. Again, it's about the nature and psychology of men. Number five, guarding his wealth, taking care of his dependents as well as his ret- ret- we put retinue. But um, this is not a term we use nowadays here. Basically what she's talking about is Trust. Can he feel like if he left five bucks on the bureau that you wouldn't take it and put it in your purse? Um, Does he feel like he could trust you with his life? Like no one in the world he can trust with his money, with his assets, which are obviously his children, the best upbringing of his children, like the ultimate trust. Have you shown him that? And when you have, men are so loyal men, there's certain things that are off putting to men, like I've told you, like seeing things that are and smelling things a certain way, or not feeling they can trust someone, feeling that someone is a whiny complainer, who's like, they want it to be all about them. And as selfish as that is, and I understand the turnoff for us, that they, they could be like that. Um, It actually is like one of those, like, all right, you could sidestep that if you could just be a servant to them first. Then they'll be like gushing on you. And this is the honest truth. So I want women to understand this old school information is understanding the way men work, just being really like, we're not gonna complain about how men work. It's their biological makeup. A lot of it is is very much ingrained in their DNA. Us sitting there having a psychological, feministic conversation about your rights is not gonna do anything for you. I'm being honest. When you are thinking about the beautiful nature of men, and the beautiful nature of women, and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created them, you're like, oh, alhamdulillah, I accept that, the way Allah fashioned us. If Allah fashioned a man that way, why are we fighting that? That's what we really need to ask ourselves. And so I really just wish we'd open our eyes to managing what already exists, as opposed to trying to like violently change it. I don't understand that. Okay, so seven. Taking heed to his meal time and keeping things tranquil while he's sleeping. So again, this is very much to do with the nature of men. A hungry man is an angry man. I think Bob Marley said that, right? It's so true. When men are, are hungry, they become really irritable. And if they haven't like sleep deprived, like women usually, you know, we can feel that way too. But men are at a different level. If you've had a husband, you'll know that. And so we have to make sure that if he always says food on time and you always like really respect his sleep, men will not feel irritated and irritable in the way that they would, if, if that wasn't the case. So again, it's like my friend, if I went to her house and she saw, you know, she wouldn't have me waiting there for hours starving, even while she was cooking something, she would have served me like a nice light snack, always just being considerate, like a generous guest, almost like treating her husband like a generous guest. We don't treat her husband like guests. We tend to like, just deal with them like, oh, you know, like you're going to live here anyway, so might as well, <laughs> like you put up with me. And this is why men aren't inclined to us. I want women to get these small details and the last nine and 10 is more about loyalty. Again, trust, loyalty, appreciation. These are the, the things that men love. They won't say it to you. No man is ever going to tell you this. This is like the old school wisdom. Like I said, do not publicize his secrets and do not disobey his orders. Here we are with that disobeying again. Why did you say that? Mindful Muslim? I get it guys. Just one second. Bear with me, bear with me. Um, publicizing his secrets again it's kind of like that trust and loyalty they don't like the woman who is out there nagging and telling their friends and complaining all about their husband fyi that is extremely un-islamic yeah i just want to throw that out there for women i i have friends personal friends a circle of friends maybe a close circle of i don't know like five to seven friends none of us ever complain about our husbands to one another literally and it's not because we don't have problems about things it's literally because we know it's un-islamic You see the difference when you're with women who actually, they only will once in a while say, um, just want to take your advice on something really quick. We'll only give me or the other sister the only information we need without literally complaining. Take that information and try to use it as Nasiha. That is amazing. That is the real way a Muslim woman is supposed to be. Instead of these days on Instagram, women blasting their husband, don't you hate husbands who? Like, no, guys. This is actually not the beautiful mannerisms of women that the prophet, uh, peace be upon him, You know, he, he taught us how to to live as women. And the obeying the orders is, now this is one thing women tend to get really, really confused about. We're not, you know, we're talking at the abusive level. We're talking about like if he says, you know, please don't go visit that place. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Then you're like, no, I won't. Want to it's my right. Like we have to just think about the way that we approach the situation. There's a lot smarter way to do it. And I think if we have disagreements with their husband or things like that, then there's a way to approach the situation. But like you know, just being like no, whatever, I'm gonna do what I want. Like this stuff. It, it, it's off-putting to men again. So we have to just think about the way that we approach these. But overall, these are the 10 really, really um, comprehensive instructions, kind of like the icing on the cake of how to deal with men and get them just to gush on you and to be your slave, even though you're just merely being their servant. Right? So I hope this is really helpful. You guys enjoyed this day. This is some old school stuff. If any of you say this, this book and this name that I said, people will definitely, definitely know what it is. Um, again, the name of the book is al aqd al Farid. And so may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you guys. Have an amazing week. Cannot wait to talk to you into the next episode for marriage. As-salamu alaykum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.